first rule of improv is always accept the information. If someone says something, just go with it. No negating. This is episode 38 of They're All Going to Laugh at Him. I'm Alex Sprague. Yes, and I'm Jess Geyer. And <laughs> and today we watched Just Go With yes, It. Yes, and... A movie that... We're watching a lot of movies. Keep going. I'm I'm done with that joke. That's that's done. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. We we pretty much do just improv. Like this section in our show notes is just called uh-huh. riff. Like well, it's called it's called riff plus so. ratings because we kept forgetting to do ratings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, we're watching all 60 Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler adjacent movies in a row, and we're podcasting about it. Why are we doing this, Alex? Well, he'll do it all. Everything. And give you all a boy could give you. And you've got us feeling alright. Yet, I open my mouth and out pops something spiteful. I know their mind is made up. But I took an oath. I'ma stick it out to the end. Watch every move you make, every step you take, and decide if he should be dancing. Yeah, I mean, if Adam Sandler deserves all the hate, but there's just not many good lyrics from BG songs uh, to throw in there, so I had, had to just see if he wanted to dance. How many mashups of different songs did you just use? Um, Only the ones okay, used I, in this I got movie. Love so eight and songs for yeah. mashups. Um, and then there's mm-hmm, Umbrella. There, I don't know what I opened my mouth now pops something spiteful's from. It's from some band um and you've got his feeling all right as piano man uh he'll do it all everything is chasing cars uh i know their mind is made up is tainted love and every move you make every step you take is from the police yeah this this movie has a lot of mashups in its soundtrack which we'll talk about later alex this movie is a rom-com starring adam sandler and jennifer aniston and you know, a little bit back, they had a big Twitter fight about Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston versus Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, and I was I was vehemently on the side of Drew Barrymore. I um, admittedly have not watched a movie starring Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler, and you know what? They had a lot of great on-screen chemistry in very much a different way than Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler did. Yep. Uh, I think they're the better couple. Um, unfortunately, I think it's because Jennifer Aniston's just. She's a really actor. funny in this. She's a goof. I love. Yeah, her. like, I I think Drew Barrymore is also funny. I just think Jennifer Aniston now is more uh-huh. casually funny. Drew Barrymore maybe. has like um probably like from the cute funny, and Jennifer Aniston is much more goofball funny. I guess. Oh. Um, yeah, able to kind of play along uh, better. Probably from, you know, years of doing Friends I would, have would be to my that. assumption. Just kind of. Yeah, um, real quick, let's catch up. I gave this a two-star Sandlayer film. Um, it stars Adam Sandler. It's made by Happy Madison Productions. He doesn't seem to be super involved in the writing. But, you know, you see some of his to- touches throughout it. And you have to assume that there was some improv based on the fact that they mentioned improv yeah. in the movie. 
Um, but this is a remake of a movie that was based off a play that was based off a French play. Oh. Um, so some of those structural bits are there. Um, and I'll talk What's about some the of the differences of the French play? later. Uh, whatever is French for cactus flower. Oh, I don't even know that. Okay, interesting. I guess maybe that's her perfume smell. Maybe. Uh-huh. That, that'd be interesting to see. Um, and for how many times I laughed, can you look at the notepad oh, right next to you? Hold on. Do you want your notes? No, I don't really need them for this movie. 61 times. Yeah, uh, it's a two-hour-long movie, so that's like once every two minutes, mm-hmm. which is pretty for good. For a rom-com, yeah. Um, yeah, I actually, I thought this movie was very funny. Um, it was, yeah, I would say maybe yeah. surprisingly funny. And I actually liked it pretty well. Um, I, I had some really long laughs where, like, I was running out of breath yeah. laughing. You laughed, I, I think, I'm maybe more sure than me the first time I, I had a good time with this movie, but I really do like rom-coms. Um, I don't think rom-coms get quite as much hate as just comedies do um, from critics and such. But, like, I certainly... I'm, I, I don't necessarily need romance in a movie to make it good. Some people want to see movies about that. This one... There was stuff going on that wasn't like they're gonna get together in the end, and that's what made it kind of interesting for me. You know, they they set up an interesting plot line for me to follow. Yeah, I, I liked, I liked following along with it. I thought it was nice. Um, they, um, they, I think that they they did an interesting rom com, really. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to guess? what the critics and audience scores for this uh, were. This is this has become my least favorite part because oftentimes I'm so just upset. I don't think that the critics hated this as much as some of the other Adam Sandler movies. Um, I think that they probably like Jennifer Aniston. I'm going to say that they gave it, like, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give it, like, in the 50s, the low 50s for critic rating. And I'm going to say audience. I'm going to say audience gave it, like, a 70 so audience gave it a 59%. Uh, okay. And critics gave it a 19%. Now what you're hearing is stunned silence. Because this movie is definitely better I... than the animal. They need to stop. The critics must be stopped. Yeah, and I actually... This is one of my favorite times. Uh, let's Let's get yes. some bad takes okay. from critics. Because, wow, 19%? Like, no. Come on, it's worse than the animal? For what reason? Um, how about this one? It achieves a rancidness far beyond all of Sandler's other misogynistic mashups of groan kicks, groin kicks, poop jokes, and juvenile homophobic characters. Now, there was poop jokes. They were pretty well done, actually, in this one. Um, People did get hit in the nuts homophobic characters are they referring to the fact that dave matthews played a gay man they must be they, that's the only yeah okay that's the only way mm-hmm. yeah then there's uh i have to warn you there are two precocious children in it of the species that only exist in hollywood's imagination and they are truly oh horrible how dare they i love those kids yeah yeah, the kids were like pretty good child actors. Um, 
I thought they were, you know, fine. Um, also, I don't think you've ever met a child, really, because, like, there's plenty of smart kids that talk, like, pretty well. I mean, yeah, they were doing scripted lines, but, like, they weren't, like, mega genius children. Like, one of the children wants to swim with dolphins and then realizes he doesn't know how to swim when they, like, talk to him about it. Like, that's not a supernaturally precocious child. Okay, see... Didn't you have you have critics that say stuff like this? What would otherwise have been a routine colored by numbers romantic comedy actually turns out to be one of Adam Sandler's best films. Like, how can you get that? And then also a guy who says you'd have more fun hitting yourself in the face with a hammer. Yeah. Um. Also, like this is the ugliest, shoddiest looking movie I've seen in a while. It it was filmed fine. Um. It wasn't like super cinematic, but it's a fucking romantic comedy. Okay, here here are some other similar yeah, um, comedies that came out in 2011. Are you ready? Friends with Benefits. Mm-hmm. I, uh, terrible, We terrible Bought a movie. Zoo. I, I've never seen it, but it sounds um, bad. Change Up? I don't know what that is, actually. Bad Teacher. <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, like that. Um, uh, it was fine. Movie Paul. That movie was great. That's not a romantic comedy. Paul actually, it kind of is. But... I'm just going straight comedies. I thought... I thought that was bad teacher. No, only give me rom coms. Oh. Uh, see, the problem is I haven't seen. A, what's your number? Uh, no, no, me neither. The art of getting by. Crazy, stupid love. Fifty Fifty came out this year. Hmm. Um, I'd call that a romantic comedy. That's good. A Woody Allen film. Here, l- let me get you this one. A deeply repugnant and mean-spirited movie, and probably the worst film Sandler or Aniston has been a part of, which is saying something. Zero out of five. That doesn't make any sense. Alex, Mars Needs Moms came out the same year. (laughs) Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. Also, Adam Sandler movies are for everyone. Unless you're ugly, uncool, old, fat, gay non-white or heaven help you all of the above um like i guess i i I do think a lot of his movies have issues with racism Mm -hmm. definitely um as as a uh queer person do you think this movie is not for you no i i really did like this movie there's a scene where Jennifer Aniston and Nicole Kidman hula dance, and I think that scene was made specifically for me, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not old yet. I've thought I've been uncool for a while. And I'm currently at my heaviest weight. That's why I started dieting two days ago. But, like, it, it's it's very strange that that would be someone's review of, like, you wouldn't like this movie if you're fat. Like, there's no no point in the movie where they even make fun of fat people or talk about it. I guess they didn't have a fat main character, but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 one of those things. Like, <laughs> what are these people talking about? But, you know, if you rate this movie a C, it also becomes... Oh, C plus still gets a rotten score, so... Yeah, I, I'm reading people who are giving these scores a 0 out of 4, a 1.5 out of 4 a d um i mean people are to give this movie a zero is wild for me i 
Okay, let me just recap the movie. A comedy so noxious, it seems the product of deliberate malignity. I, I don't... I don't believe these people. A puerile kitty comedy without the anarch... Anarchic energy and a schmaltzy romantic comedy without it the sweetness. It was so sweet. I liked it a lot. Are they just upset? A diabolical rom-com in which the hero is a sexist plastic surgeon who preys on younger women and enjoys he hitting small children. Women, but... Have you guessed yet that he's played by Adam Sandler? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's part of the stuff. Um, <laughs> and he hits children. I mean, he drops a girl in the mud and it's funny. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna recap the plot now. Danny, yeah, played by Adam Sandler, I'm just going to call him Adam Sandler throughout the whole movie, uh, doesn't end up getting married to his fiance, played by his real wife, Jackie Sandler, because he overhears that she's been sleeping with someone else and that he calls his sister ugly. However, that day he learns that the wedding ring is a really good way to pick up chicks, so he learns to lie to women to get dates by giving them a sob story of a fake wife and life. He becomes a plastic surgeon and gets his nose fixed. And in present day, he works in his own plastic surgery practice with Jennifer Aniston as his assistant. At a party, he meets Palmer. Who who does uh who plays Palmer? That is Brooklyn okay. Decker. Uh, he meets Palmer, who is a much younger woman, and he happens to have his wedding ring off at the time that he meets her. So when she finds it after sleeping with him, she freaks out uh, because her parents have gone through a divorce, and she doesn't want to be um, a person who helps someone cheat. He asks Jennifer Aniston for advice, and she recommends saying that he's going through a divorce because that's, like, her life. She had a divorce with her husband, and now she has custody of her two kids and her husband's out of the picture, ex-husband. When he tells Palmer this, Palmer demands to meet the ex and asks what her name is. So, Sandler has Jennifer Aniston playing the part of Devlin, which is the name of her nemesis from her sorority, meet them at a restaurant. She plays the part well, but then she takes a call from her kid, and Adam Sandler lies that, yes, they are his kids. Which Palmer is actually excited about. So now Palmer wants to meet, meet his kids. Uh, he bribes Jennifer Aniston's two children to play along, and they go on a family outing to a Chuck E. Cheese lookalike, where the daughter, named Maggie, pretends to have a Cockney English accent, and the son, Michael, cries his way into getting Sandler to agree to take him swimming with the dolphins in Hawaii. I, the little con man this little kid was, I loved that scene. He tells, he tells Palmer that yeah, it, uh, it, Sandler promised to take him swimming with the dolphins, but he canceled the trip to Hawaii because he met you. <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah. Um, so now everyone goes to Hawaii on Adam Sandler's dime. And he like buy he has to get a suite for eight thousand dollars a night, which I mean, yeah. And another one that's yeah, twelve thousand dollars, which a night. is a lot of money because they stay several nights. Um, but everyone goes there, including Eddie, played by Nick Swardson, who's Sandler's cousin. He pretends to be Aniston's boyfriend, Dolph Lundgren, a German sheet salesman, and he's probably one of the better parts in this movie, in my opinion. Although he does play like a creepy yeah. guy. Yeah. But they don't act like he's not being mm -hmm. creepy is why. Like, I'm always fine with the portrayal of someone being creepy as long as it's understood that this is not yes. normal behavior and you're not yeah. pulling up porkies. Um, yeah, they enjoy themselves on their trip to Hawaii. And as they're getting deeper into deceit, 
Jennifer Aniston runs into her actual frenemy, Devlin, the real Devlin, who's played by Nicole Kidman, and she fakes being married to Adam Sandler. And during their fake date, uh, where they're pretending to be married, uh, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston kind of hit it off. Uh, Adam Sandler teaches Michael, the son, how to swim, and slowly realizes that uh, Palmer and his womanizing ways aren't really that sweet. But Palmer asks Adam Sandler to marry her, like, in Hawaii. And that's it happens, like, right before he and Jennifer Aniston kind of, like, confess their feelings and kiss. Um, and... They're about yeah, to kiss. Yeah, well, they're, they're not literally about to kiss in that scene. What happens is he goes back to go to Jennifer Aniston's suite. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, and he had been pr- planning on proposing, but he probably had changed his mind realizing that he had feelings for Jennifer Aniston. Uh, but uh, Jennifer Aniston ends up sitting at a at an outdoor bar while Adam Sandler is supposedly off getting married. And uh, she finally tells the truth to Devlin about, like, like, hey, I'm not actually married to him. He's off at his wedding right now, uh, which sucks because I have feelings for him. But Danny, uh, Adam Sandler does show up, and uh, he confesses and says he loves her too, and they get married. The end. Yeah, um, and the first thing I want to do is talk about the differences from this to the mm-hmm. first movie. Um, basically, there's two major differences. One, they don't go to Hawaii. They just kind of stay in town and do all this nearby. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's nice to go to Hawaii. Um, although a lot of people shot Adam Sandler for his vacation movies. Um, and two, in the film, when uh, originally Palmer gets angry at Adam Sandler's character for lying to her, um, and she thinks that they're actually married, um, in the movie she just goes home to kill herself. What? And then, yep, she uh, tries to suffocate herself using an open oven. Her uh, neighbor runs in and gives her mouth to mouth. And then when she wakes up, they start making out. That's messed up. See, in this movie, Homer gets on an airplane and she meets someone who shares her interest in NSYNC. Yeah. uh, I think Andy Federer. (laughs) Um, No, but I'm saying in the very beginning of the movie, she tries to kill herself and the Adam Sandler's character learning that she's that devoted to the idea is now interested, wants to marry her. That's even worse. Her wanting to kill herself. Yes, it is. Um, but don't worry. I read this review that said cactus flower was a silly farce about bachelorhood and sexual liberation with three interesting performances. The remake is about two hours of gas because everyone knows when a woman is dejected by a doctor that she goes home and kills herself in order to make the man want her more. And that's what we call sexual liberation. Well, I, I hate everything about that. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, I wonder why they changed that part. Um, also, uh, someone other... Um, this is my final one. They said, this movie was previously known by its original title, Hooray for Boobies, which, uh, of course, was written by a man... And 
there's something like interesting I find in the critiques. Uh, if I point out how uninterested I was in the boobs in this movie, like I'm gonna look more mature. Okay. Like, yo, it it had three of the most attractive women in the world. It's not a mistake. That's exactly that what I was going there. to say. Like, you know, Jennifer Aniston, if she wants to show off her body in a movie, she is plenty powerful enough to say no. Yeah. Oh, Nicole Kidman wore a coconut bra at one point. This must be misogyny in action. The movie had a couple elements of misogyny, but in my opinion, nothing more than a a normal rom-com. Yeah, well, I mean, the biggest point is Adam Sandler um, lies to women because he doesn't want to be hurt again. Um, I think we might have glossed over it in the recap, but he was, like, being used by his original yeah. like gonna be wife um and she cheated on him and was like well he's a doctor so i'm gonna marry him um and that character is played yeah, by his real that, wife yeah. which made that scene pretty funny yeah um so there's obviously some trauma is why he's doing this it doesn't excuse it but it show it sets up for the movie why he would make up wives um and there's even some pretty funny things of him him talking about, like, yeah, I adopted 14 kids. I just can't get enough. <laughs> and then him leaving a note saying, like, thank you for not beating me like yeah. my wife does. So, like, a girl. Um, that and there's these jokes um, that they make about plastic surgery that are surprisingly, like, no offensive jokes done there. They have uh, <laughs> Rachel Dratch come in. After a botched uh, plastic surgery where her eyebrow is put like three inches too high. So she always, she always looks, looks surprised. She always looks and Adam Sam- She looks very suspicious. Yeah. Adam Sandler keeps asking her if she has a question. She's like, no, I'm fine. And they're just like, uh. okay. Um, some a woman uh, that previously Adam Sandler had given a boob job to has popped her boob. Um, Which is not something that and- can actually happen in real life. Just so you- <laughs> yeah and like if it had happened she'd be like fucking dying but uh pretty much the biggest joke with that one is them playing numbing cream on her nipples and jennifer aniston and adam sandler literally talking for as long as possible while making <laughs> swirling <laughs> motions out of uh the camera's view it's a good joke it's a good visual gag yeah which yeah um but yeah they, they don't do any plastic surgery jokes that are like offensive they do have uh, Kevin Nielsen Neelan? come in. Oh, at Nealon? Yeah, Nealon. I, I like putting an ass in there. Um, and his face is just frozen solid with, like, Botox, and he can't move at all. Um, and when he laughs, it's just, like, a screech noise because he can't move. And, like, yeah, making fun of Hollywood elite who get too much plastic surgery is pretty yeah, funny. No one is shamed. Um, like, women aren't shamed for getting plastic surgery in this movie, which is... You know, I, I I like that. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I want to go back to the thing where he lies to women. Because I, I do think that that is part mm-hmm. of one of the underlying themes. This idea that true compatibility comes from communication, which it meshes with this theme of lying. Throughout this movie, Adam Sandler, like, yeah. he's a pathological liar when it comes to talking to other women. He can... He doesn't think about what he's saying. Like, his instinct is to lie, uh, which is completely mm-hmm. unhealthy. 
And it's pointed out a couple of times, like, if he actually sees a future with Palmer, this is not the road that he needs to be going down. Like, he's trying, I wrote in my notes at some place, like, ooh, yeah, let's start off this relationship with a big old lie. Um, I mean, that's what I did. My name's Billy. Uh, <laughs> I knew something was up with your driver's license. That tape didn't look correct. Um, yeah, I yeah, just, um, I, I like that the movie predicates the romance between Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler as based on them knowing the real people, like knowing each other. Yeah. And also a kind of general uh, respect of their mm -hmm. skills and abilities. Um, they talk about that a lot where like Adam Sandler is a very skilled surgeon, um, but he, uh, 100% couldn't do what he does without her abilities yeah. managing his office. And um, even with Palmer, even though, of course, Adam Sandler is initially attracted to her because she's young and beautiful. Um, there's nothing wrong with being attracted to someone physically. But the reason why he does fall in love with her, and I actually do think that his feelings for her are genuine, is because she is a very nice person. She's shown, she's not shown mm. to have any flaws in this movie. <laughs> Would you agree? She has no flaws. Yeah. Um, the only thing that he sees as a flaw is she's listening to NSYNC and he understands that there's, you know, a generational difference between them and that him, you know, looking into it, a, a long-term thing yeah. might not work out. That, that That's, I mean, a theme they play with a lot. Um, and yeah, probably realistic. Yeah, I think that's I think that's realistic. Some people can get over that generational gap, but I don't I don't know if that would have worked out for him. I don't know. Maybe. But um mm -hmm. she's nice to the kids. She you know, she has some honor. I I know? think personally I have a huge flaw with someone who would be willing um a week after meeting someone to go to Hawaii with them and their ex-wife and their ex-wife's boyfriend and the kids and try to like hang out yeah. with them a lot i i did find that weird too but yeah, i, I um, chalk that up to rom-com energy yeah um in general i don't trust anyone willing to hang out that much with anyone <laughs> but yeah uh wanting to get married super early um i think personally is a red flag i know it works out for some people but i think that's everyone wild to this you need to wait at least three weeks like alex and i did before becoming engaged mm -hmm. yes and then you have to make sure that you are unable to ever pay for a wedding so that you know you don't actually have to get married it's true that's our plan in the long run <laughs> yeah well my my plan now um is to get married during an adam sandler movie that we get invited to um and hopefully he he'll just pay for like to make that'd it be real. great, Adam Sandler. If you're listening to this, yeah. uh, we have praised each of your movies now in some fashion, and that's more than any critic has ever done for you. Um, I and I'm not gonna bullshit you. I didn't like most of them. I liked most. No, of them. I I think going overboard's barely a movie. We all know that, but I understood where you're coming from as a young man. There, it's fine. Now, Alan Covert never said anything bad about you ever. Me and you got hooked up. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of the generational gap, you have a note here talking about diminutive names and titles. Yeah, um, so 
Dan is a Danny in this movie. Um, starts out as a Danny, goes through as that. Um, and by the end of the movie, is referred to f- from Catherine, uh, Jennifer Aniston's character, mm-hmm. as Dan, or as Doc. That. Um, yeah, so they do a just in this movie alone. I'm an immature person who can't get away with stuff to a uh, kind of more full-fledged adult. So, yeah, just one of those little things that they always bring back, the diminutive names. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't notice that at all. I did notice that, you know, you had Danny and Eddie right in the beginning, too. Um, and, and Eddie stays Eddie. Yes, he does not Because he does not mature, mature. But this movie is a lot about you know, maturing and taking this this step into your new life, which is pretty true of a lot of rom-coms. You know, the guy does maturing mm. and stuff. Jennifer Aniston's character is pretty static. Like, she doesn't do any maturing. She doesn't have, like, a character arc other than she um, realizes that she is in love with Adam Sandler. But... Well, I, I well, disagree. I guess that's true. She learns to not lie to Devlin. She, she has a mirrored character arc with adam sandler's character they both lie both pretend to be married to someone which is the same person but in a different lie they're doing and they they care about how they're presented um and then realize that it's not a good thing to do and then come back and realize that you know the the truthfulness of the person they've been able to talk to the whole time is the one they should actually be with blah 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 but their their uh arcs are mirrored. She just starts in a more responsible place because she starts as someone who has That's responsibilities. I, I really liked her character a lot in this. I thought that they used Jennifer Aniston very well. They let her be funny, they let her be sexy, they let her, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of shine. Um the one thing that I hated in the IMDB trivia was that they kept comparing this to different episodes of Friends. Like I, I yeah, saw that. There are going to be some similarities with Friends, this sitcom that ran forever. Stop, <laughs> please. I did you notice though the 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 goofs and errors <laughs> I didn't, stuff? I didn't look at that. The is where what? like people are just they, they they get too much into it. Here here's a goof. Danny says to Catherine he got Maggie to eat three pieces of deep dish pizza. The pizza they ate was hand-tossed. Deep dish pizza? Pizza Hut is served in a pan. Their pizza was on a wood serving tray and obviously thinner than pan pizza. Here's the thing. You're fucking wrong. It was deep dish pizza. I saw it. That's what a Pizza Hut's deep dish pizza looks like, you fucking idiot. Six out of 14 found this interesting. You were just wrong, though. It was a deep dish pizza. I'm I'm sorry, it's not a Chicago style one at Pizza Hut. Fucking. I yeah. cannot believe that someone that did that. Uh, cannot believe it. Also, at the beginning of the hula competition, there are six women. A moment later, there are only five. Um, yeah, the whole competition was people getting kicked out one at a time. What are you talking about? Like this stuff drives me. Just gets me so angry. It just drives me up a wall. Um, also, this this plot hole. Okay. Listen, this plot hole. In the eyes of Palmer, there is no way Danny could marry her. She was under the impression that he was still married to Devlin, and therefore could not walk down the aisle. That 
would be bigamy. 10 out of 12 found this interesting. <laughs> they were getting a divorce and just had to sign the papers. They could have signed the papers at any moment. They easily could have told her, yeah, we signed the papers before we left. I like this we're one. Now. At around 58 minutes, Danny tells Maggie, and I love you, my little British crumpet. In England, the word crumpet in the context provided would mean hot or sexy woman, inappropriate from father to daughter, whatever her age, but especially when she's of grade school age. Now, I have two problems with that. One, obviously, this <laughs> Californian man would not know <laughs> British slang, so it's not not an error. Irritable bowel syndrome uh, is not a disease, as mentioned by Danny. It is a syndrome, hence the name. Ah. Like, I, I normally, I don't want to shame people, but get a fucking life. Are you kidding me? Who does this? Who goes... Yo, Adam Sandler called this girl a crumpet in this movie. I gotta go add to IMBD that that was wrong. And honestly, I, I don't even believe you. <sighs> okay, um, gosh. Okay, this, it just proves why <laughs> these ratings are skewed and <laughs> people are picking this movie like, apart. Cannot believe it. The thing is, um, stuff like that is always... Um, it's the cinema sins, like, oh, he ding. calls her a crumpet ding, and <laughs> without realizing, like, you know, it, it's not a, a wrong in the movie. The guy probably doesn't know that much British slang. Um, for reference, the, the daughter in this movie um, does a British accent the whole time because she wants to be an actor, and she thinks doing a British accent makes yeah, her more like an actor. Yeah, she's improv a lot. Uh, um, improv actually has a lot to do with this movie. Like, yes, anding and not saying yeah. no. And... Yeah, and that's uh, a lot of what happens in this movie. So the quote I had at the beginning to just go with it is the little girl teaching them about improv. And the reason they get in such a ridiculous situation at the end where, you know, everyone's pretending to be someone else and married to someone else and blah, 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 is because they're following improv rules for this romantic comedy. And getting deeper and deeper into this like nonsense spiel yeah which is funny people watch improv i know it's not always the highest form of comedy but when you got a little script like this the improv it's becomes cute. pretty good i liked it and i think that that is very similar to a lot of the you know the elements in other adam sandler movies where i mean there is a lot of there's a lot of improvisation and just kind of goofing around and having fun there's an there's another element yeah. to real life that I liked about this movie. There's one line where Michael, the son, is trying to convince Adam Sandler to give him a trip to Hawaii to go swim with the dolphins. It's before any of this plan goes down. And Sandler says, rich people don't give other people trips. That's why they're rich. And... I don't know. I, I maybe do you think that that line was thrown in there as like a hey, I'm not just doing this kind of stuff to give my buddies trips, or is it just part of the, the plot? I think I think um it, it's probably has to be a little uh noteworthy to themselves. I think the thing people don't realize or don't want to realize there's some cognitive dissonance to this is they are going to Hawaii. Yeah, they're going there to work though. Um, because a summer rom-com based in Hawaii makes yeah. more money. Um, and also Hawaii likes it when you film there because they 
like making money off the taxes. This movie cost about eighty million to make. You know, it costs a lot to have Jennifer Aniston in the movie, so that's probably where a bit of it went. It made two hundred and fourteen million dollars in the box office. Like, oh, he's taking a vacation for fun. Like he's doing his job where he will make his company a hundred and thirty-five million dollars in profit. Yeah, I mean, I I have to be honest. This is not the kind of movie that I probably would have sought out by myself, but I am glad that I watched it. I don't feel like I wasted my time, and I can definitely see fans of Jennifer Aniston just wanting to go see this, fans of romantic comedies just wanting to go see this. I can imagine seeing a trailer that might make me want to go watch it. Uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, what it comes down to, though, is is if you're going to criticize someone for, for going somewhere and, you know, hanging out with their friends, quote-unquote, and just going on a vacation um what do you think their normal life's like uh do you think adam sandler's normal day-to-day life where he's you know not making a movie isn't the vacation that dude lives in a mansion he's super rich he can do literally probably whatever he wants all the time him going to hawaii is his work like that's the thing if you want if you want to not like him because he's rich i'm okay with that I don't really like rich people either. Um, I think there's other rich people I, I'm more worried about. But, like, all these things people are angry about, I want them to have to defend to me. That's all. I want someone to argue with me. You know, oh, he's just going on vacations with his friends. Like, okay, well, what do you think his job is? Yeah. Do they not? Is it? Do they not know, like, movies? what goes into making a movie, too? It's not like you get to hang around for hours a day doing nothing. You have to be on set, and there's lots of takes, and, you know, there's a lot of work that does go into Yeah, I also, movie. like, having, I mean, I've talked to, to Luke, who uh, is still stressing out about the movie. He's done shooting and is now in post-processing, um, which he basically has nothing to do with. He's still stressed out about it, and he's still putting in a ton of work. He spent, you know, it took him a long time to get stuff up, but he spent months, you know, doing this movie um, with, you know, not really sure how it's going to come out. It's an incredible lot of work. I think every critic should be forced to make something first is what I'm coming around to. Because, like, you know, we've published a book now. It's a lot of work, and it's not the biggest book in the world. Um, You know, if anyone wants to say, like, yeah, well, he were just hanging out at coffee shops the whole time, just kicking back. I'm like, well, yeah, I did go to coffee shops a lot and kick back because that's where I can get the most writing done and stuff. Like, I, I think people maybe just don't have a solid grasp on what the creative process looks like and the amount of work anything takes. Um, and while I don't think people deserve to be, you know, hundreds of millionaires, unless everyone gets to be, I, I just, like kind of misplaced hate i am going to uncover the deep-seated conspiracy i want to know what adam sandler did that pissed off a critic i want to know what he did that pissed off hollywood that has made all of this happen because again a lot of this is undeserved when you look at it in regards to other movies and especially you know he's proven himself a couple times over that he is a good actor with his serious roles like Punch Drunk Love. Oh my well, god, they Punch use Drunk that... Love showed that he's a terrific actor. 
Well, they use that as evidence that he doesn't have to make this drivel. Um, not, you know, understanding that there's a business aspect to it and Punch Drunk, Punch Drunk Love, of course, didn't make any money. The thing is, though, does he consider this movie lower art than, say, Billy Madison or Punch Drunk Love? Maybe. I mean, I think this is exactly the same as Billy Madison when it comes down to it. It's just, you know, this movie didn't come out when I was nine. So, you know, that's that's why critics like Billy Madison movies. I I refuse to hear an argument otherwise. If you were eight when Grown Ups came out, you'd like it like you'd like Billy Madison right now. Person listening to this. It's true. There's no difference. And that's why I love Shrek. It's just the truth. Plus, yeah, I mean, also like, that it's one of the greatest movies that was ever made. But I mean, it, it's also one of those things where it's like. I love making fun of Yu-Gi-Oh with my friends. We all make Yu-Gi-Oh references all the goddamn time. I think like Yu-Gi-Oh's actual trash. The game barely makes sense if it makes sense at all. The the plot of all the stuff is bad. I still like making jokes about it. I do it all the time. I've done it twice today. Um and, you know, when it, uh, the other point is like the which cartoon <laughs> as as a thing I talk about, which cartoon had your sexual awakening? For me, it was, you know, when the Hex Girls were on Scooby-Doo. I got it at that point. And, you know, therefore, I like female bassists. I'll never not. Uh, female bassists are just very good. That's that's just truth. But, yeah, I'm just saying, like, there's this thing of, like, wherever you were when you were, like, 13 is kind of what you're going to like a lot. You can grow yeah, of course, but, you know, you're not going to start dislike. I mean, some stuff you'll dislike from when you're young. But I just think a lot of people, um, especially critics, really want to remove themselves from liking the same things. Well, I think part, go like, ahead. I mean, I'm, I got a segue into the next one. In very much the same way, I, as a you know young teenager got super stuck up about the music I listened to. Um, and I was, you know, a jerk about it, basically. Like, oh, why would you listen to that? I was, you know, one of those I would never listen to rap people um, as a teenager. It's not even really music. Um, and of course I was wrong, and I didn't actually listen to anything in the genre. And now I love music that I don't really care if other people... Like, I, I listen to Dolly Parton's 9 to 5 at least once a week. I think that song is fucking great. But, you know, Catch Me at 16, I would have <laughs> never admitted that. And I want to talk about the yeah. music in this movie. Because uh, it's thematic it and interesting. All of the, I think, actually, all of the mu- music in this movie was either a parody or a remix or, uh, or a mashup. So... For example, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Swardson and Adam Sandler sing a parody of Piano Man where they're making fun of each other. There is a remix of Umbrella by Rihanna. And there are several mashups. Well, yeah. Oh, is That it? one's mashed oh. up with tenderness. Yeah. See, by the it's hard to public. tell when it's a remix and when it's a mashup when you don't know the other song is being mashed up with it. What do you think was the meaning of the remixes because i i definitely do think that it had a meaning uh, a meaning yeah so um the i think there's four remixes i just kind of want to say them out loud so people know what we're talking about 
there's every breath you take by the police uh, with chasing cars by Snow Patrol, which is just a inherently funny yep. remix. There's Beggin, remixed with Can't Stand Losing You by Sting and the police. Um, I don't know who Beggin's by. I don't either. Um, Roxanne by the police and You Should Be Dancing by the Bee Gees. And then there's Umbrella by Rihanna and Tenderness by the general public. So these were kind of motifs for the characters. Sting is always Adam Sandler in this, or the police, who I refer to <laughs> as Sting. Um, and in one, or I, I guess, I don't remember when Umbrella and Tenderness It was during Do the you? shopping spree montage. Okay. So I guess probably the general public song is supposed to be another 80s band for Adam Sandler. Um, an umbrella is for uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston in that point. But they make a point of, you know, Roxanne with the police is um, a song about a woman and, uh, you know, wanting her to be just yours from, you know, Adam Sandler's side to you should be dancing with the Bee Gees, which is like you should be mm-hmm. having fun. Then there's can't stand losing you by the police which is from adam sandler's uh point of view again begging is by mad con um and it's the song oh yeah this one was for palmer it's just a a newer song Mm -hmm. basically it's 2007 but that was newer then um and it's a rap song that they mixed it with and it's about begging begging you put your love and hand out baby begging begging you put your love and hand out darling I need you to understand. Tried so hard to be your man. Obviously, it's you know has has some connotation within the whole, and then the every breath you take by the police, and chasing cars by Snow Patrol, is when Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler are separated when they realize they like each other. Uh huh. Um, and obviously, a motif about that. So I think. Basically, they're showing what what makes them compatible. You know, the, the mix-ups work throughout the whole thing, but what's compatible isn't really the Madcon song with the police. It's, you know, something a little older and a little more familiar. Um, one thing that they mention is that Jennifer Aniston's character says anything after 95 he's not going to like uh-huh. as far as music goes. And she goes. says that's when I graduated from Girl Scouts. Yes, but interestingly enough, Snow Patrol, the band that Jennifer Aniston is uh, represented by directly after that, uh, released, the, or was uh, from 1994. Oh. So, you know, directly before that hit date, which is very funny to me. Like, it seems probably on purpose. Why would you pick 1995 as the year? Unless you're trying to say, like, that's why... Uh, that's why they did this. Um, and I think it's a thoughtful No, I, I think least. that that has some wheels. I, I think that for sure they had to have been thinking about their music because those mashups, I don't think you would have just been able to find and license. You probably had to have someone mix well, them together. They're mostly by someone named Party Ben. 
Um, who who doesn't have that much stuff. He he was a uh, mashup artist in San Francisco that did some stuff for a radio. Um, radio station Live 105. Um, but like, the mashups come from different places. There's two from Ben. There's two from two other people. So yeah, they got him done. They, they could have had they them weren't. made. It's really the, hard the to know. Every breath you take in chasing cars mashup um, was made before the the movie. Not not specifically for it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's no mis. It's not like I don't think they're just super fans of the police. I think it was probably a very specific thing they did. That and uh, I'm pretty sure Adam Sandler can really license oh, any I'm sure. fucking song. He See, doesn't really give a shit about me, it. For me, I, I really did think that the mashups were about this idea of authentic self and inauthentic self. Um, and the idea that he's like, you know, never truly authentic, never truly an original. It's always a mashup. It's always a, a twist. Um, but I liked your, your little take on that. I, I think that that is pretty compelling. And um, Yeah, I mean, I think there's also something to be said about it's trying to mix two things that don't exactly mix together um trying to be with a like much younger woman can work out you know the remix doesn't sound bad um but you know it doesn't doesn't quite work as well as some of the other ones how much there is to that who knows i mean i'd i'd really want to go and listen through it with like a fine tooth comb to really decide how much I feel is how yeah, much I, I didn't really I mean we recorded this only a couple hours after we watched it, so we didn't really I don't think that the movie is super deep either i I just do think that Adam Sandler does do interesting things with music. There was only one movie where I was like, What's with the freaking music? Oh, it was a uh, big daddy, I think um but usually yeah, yeah. he's he's pretty spot on with with musical cues in his in his movies uh I think that he is, I don't think that he's a music snob or anything. I think that he probably has been made fun of for his taste in music by probably friends like, let's say, Judd Apatow. Uh, but uh, yes. he, I think he does do, especially in his rom-coms, because I know that I really like the musical cues in The Wedding Singer. Uh, he, he does have it in him to, to do some interesting things with the music and the diegetic, non-diegetic music, too. Yeah, I also think um, that him liking, like, sticks, thinking that's a very good band, which is critically panned, um, but has a lot of fans, is something that's very thematic to him as a creator. But, you know, that type of stuff, that type of stuff happens. I've actually decided, though, I think that Teen Choice Awards is a better indicator of a good movie than the oscars are <laughs> okay why do you say this right. i'm just saying they nominated this for uh you know one of the best romantic comedies of the year um and you know so oscars of that year best picture i was the I artist saw it. I like a, it. yeah it's french, french. um it's, it says it's a French comedy drama film in the style of a black and white silent film of Park Taki. Right. Doesn't look like my style. Um, oh, comedy drama The Descendants. No. You remember that one? 
stars George Clooney. I, I don't remember. Uh, extremely loud and incredibly close. I actually heard this was good. I don't know, though. Yeah, I heard it was good, too, but I haven't seen it. No, bad. The Help. Written by a white woman. I don't like it. I think that it treats it very poorly. Yeah. Uh, why? Why that movie of all movies? Anyway, keep going. Uh, Hugo. No. You remember Hugo? It's uh, a 2011 Martin Scorsese film about, like, what? a steampunk okay. kid. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, fucking not good. Woody Midnight Allen, in Paris. Woody Allen film directed by Woody Allen. About. He's a rapist. Uh, Allegedly. Yeah. Sorry. But probably is. Um... Moneyball. I like that movie. That's all. That's by Aaron Sorkin, um, starring Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. Sounds pretty good. But uh, the Tree of Life. I don't know what it is. Do you, it's the experimental el- epic drama film. Um, it's basically so you remember that Discovery Channel commercial where they just talk about things they like, like <laughs> bridges. And I love space, and I love creating things, and then they all say, boom, oh, da yada, yeah, boom, yeah, da yeah, yada, yeah, yeah. I over know what and over. So they made that into a feature film, basically. <laughs> um, and it's the most bullshit thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um, but that was nominated. And then, uh, War Horse by Steven Spielberg. That's the one about Spielberg. the horse that kills people, right? Just murders people. Just It's Horse I'm, Rambo. I would really watch, I'd watch Horse Rambo. <laughs> But, like, all I'm saying is most of those movies fucking sucked. And I'm I'm a bit bit of an uh, elitist douchebag sometimes when it comes to, like, media. I, I really liked The Post. I thought that was a good movie. Um, but come on. All those movies sucked. Just admit um, it. Dude, I don't think Just that, admit this, it. That, that this movie deserved an Oscar. But it didn't deserve a 19% no. on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's all I care about. I mean, I think, honestly, <laughs> if I'm thinking about this year, what movie deserved the Best Picture Oscar? I- I'm going to say Bridesmaids. Oh, I saw that that was nominated for uh, original screenplay. It's a very good movie. Yeah. I-, I-, I legitimately think Bridesmaids is the best movie that came is out. Is there, that like, an award show for only comedy movies? Um... Probably not since Nickelodeon's <laughs> gone down. Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? I, I I think that this movie mostly makes me think about how Adam Sandler has been done wrong. Uh, and what are we watching tomorrow? Well, real quick, I want to point out that Martin Scorsese can <laughs> suck my balls uh, for what he said about, <laughs> about all superhero <laughs> movies. Because he wrote the same fucking movies, but but with Italian old men. And uh, he based it off, quote unquote, real people, but real people that like raped and murdered people. And he decided to try to make it cool. And instead, my generation likes it when uh, Spider-Man is cool and doesn't do bad things. So go fuck yourself, Martin Scorsese. Um, You don't deserve so much praise. And tomorrow, we're watching Zookeeper. Zookeeper stars Kevin James. And I I recently I'm, heard the McElroy brothers talk about this movie. I'm very excited to watch it. Sorry you're assigned. This just caught me off guard. I'm I'm just saying 38 days in. I'm not getting angry at Sandler. I'm getting angry at everyone fucking else. We're gonna have a Sandler Waco moment where all the critics are trying to tell me the next movie's bad, and I'm in here losing it, telling everyone to shut up. 
it's a perfectly decent movie. Now, I understand Waco's a serious thing, but that's what I think about when, when I'm thinking about being sieged. You can find our podcast at Laugh at Him Pod on Twitter. Um, I, gosh, Alex, you're, you're so full of anger. Uh, watch us vent our anger at wannabegames.com. Do we have a, a game that's like this? I guess. Yeah, um, 666, The Devil's in the Dice Rolls. Um, it's a game where you're you're wronged and then the devil gives you another chance to prove adam sandler's pretty all right movie. that's what we should have done for click oh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a click movie, uh, huh? you can also support us on patreon at patreon.com slash wannabe games but just continue to give your money to the bill project or or to a smaller community bail fund near you uh i'm seeing some things that are going down in what i consider my second hometown of fort wayne and uh it's not pleasant uh after this i'm gonna tweet at the mayor and you can see me tweet at the mayor at, at Joska. and you can see me like that tweet at the mayor at and kitty I'm crusade tell him guess what mayor tom henry you can suck my balls and take my wife please <laughs>